for you simply for a moment of focus. All in his hands. Amen. All in his hand. Hey, hey, Miss Bonner, God bless you. Thank you for coming on again. I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. All in his hands. Thank you, Big Tony, my brother. How you feeling, man? Thank you for coming on. Instagram is on with us tonight as well. Thank you, my brother, for being on with me. Love you, sir. <clears throat> all right. Excuse me for all of that, guys. All in his hands. That's what we are dealing with tonight. All in his hands. Um, one thing we have to be sure of and we have to be confident in knowing that everything, no matter what it looks like, no matter how it seems, no matter how you feel about it, you have to know that everything is in his hands. Amen. Uh, we say it all the time that the earth, come on, talk to me, is the Lord's and what? And the fullness, come on. That, come on, y'all know the scripture. They and they that dwell, come on here, therein. He owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills. For everything was made by him and for him and nothing was made with, come on, talk back to me. <coughs> everything is in his hands. In other words, there is nothing going on on this earth, in this world, in your life that God does not already know about. Can I repeat something to y'all that I always, re always repeat? That did not Jesus say that God know the things that you have need of even before you ask him? Now, if he already know what you had need of before you ask him, don't you think he know what's going on with you? <laughs> Come on. Don't you know what? Don't you know he know what's going on in the world? Don't you know who he, he who's going to rebel and who's not going to rebel? Don't you know he already know those who are going to do wrong, they're going to do wrong? No matter what he do, no matter how he blesses, no matter how he heals, no matter how he sets free, no matter how he delivers, no matter how he breaks bondages, don't you know the Lord already know that there are going to be people who are not going to receive who God is in their lives. They are not going to accept Jesus as the son of God. Come on here. They are not going to believe that he came and was born of a virgin and did all that. That, that God already know who is who. He knows the goats from the sheep. He knows the wheat from the tear. He said, don't even worry about it. Just let it all grow together. And I'll do the separating. It's all <laughs> in his hands. You and I are in his hands. When he told the prophet 
to go down to the potter's house. He told him, when you get down there, watch what he says. He said, when you get down there, then I will give you my message. He told him, I'm going to give you the message. So when you go, when you get to where I'm telling you to go, then I'm going to start talking to you. Then I'm going to give you what I need you to hear. And see, I believe many of us have not got the word that we're looking for from God is because we're not going to where he says go. <laughs> Come on, talk to me. We want to go where we want to go. But we want the Lord to direct us when we choose our own direction. All right, y'all ain't got to say no. Y'all ain't got to say nothing to your boy tonight. That's fine. So when we choose our own way, then we're Lord, please talk to me. Show me which way to go. But he been showed you the way to go, but you chose to go your way. <laughs> and so since you chose to go your way, he, he don't have the message in your direction, in your destiny. He has the message at, at the destination he told you to go. He said, when you get to the potter's house, there I'm going to give you my message. And can I say one thing else? It's too, too many of us giving people your message. <laughs> oh, y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. We got our own message. We don't, want to, we don't want the message God said. We want to use our own message because we think our message is a little bit more flamboyant. It's a little bit more exciting. It's a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more boastful to tell our message. But it's not about us and I. It's about his message. It's all in his hands. The plans. The purpose. Everything you need to know. Everything God has put in play is in his hands. Earlier I said you and I are in his hands. So watch this. So when Jeremiah gets to the... Hey, Miss Brandon... When Jeremiah gets to the potter's house, then the Lord says, I'm going to give you my message. So he went down to the house. And there, when Jeremiah got to the house, watch this. He said, I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot... He was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. <laughs> Ooh, stay with me. Check it out. So watch this. God has the power over the clay. So now when God was talking to Jeremiah, watch me. When God was talking to Jeremiah, he, he was talking to him about Judah, Israel, Jerusalem. So God had the power over the clay. And he would continue to work with it to make it a useful vessel. Look at what he says. But the pot was shaping from the clay was marred. In other words, it had defects in it. It had issues. You lie too much. <laughs> you... You're snitching too much. Come on. Defects. You're an adulterer. Defects. You're, you're a gambler. Defects. Come on, talk to me. 
We're drug users, defects. We're alcoholics, defects. Come on, talk to me. We're an abusers, defects. We are manipulators, defects. All of these things are defects. But the lesson said that he didn't give up. On the clay. That part right there. No matter how marred, no matter how defected the clay was, the potter never gave up on the clay. He just sat there with the pot in his hand and still shaping in the molding through all the lies. You ain't saying them back to me. Through all the backstabbing, through all the hypocritical moments, come on here, through through all the stealing, through all of whatever you, he had his hand, he kept his hands on the clay. Never took his hands off. Why? Because no matter how defective the clay was, no matter how marred the clay was, the clay was always in his hand. And let me say this to you. Don't let your mistakes move you out of the alignment that God has for your life. No matter how many faults, no matter how marred, no matter what defects, are on you or in you or around you. Don't let it move you. Out of the alignment. That God has for you. Because no matter how whopped. No matter how messed up the clay was. His hand stayed on him. <laughs> you ain't saying nothing back to me. Can I talk about me? I know how messed up I was. And I ain't so good right now. But he had his hands on me. Come on here, talk to me. And a lot of y'all know, if God wouldn't have kept his hands on you, the stuff that you were in would have took you out a long time ago. I know it would have took me out. The stuff that came up on me would have gotten rid of me if he hadn't had his hands. Oh, come on, talk about that. That breakdown you went through should have killed you, but his hands. <laughs> oh, that relationship you came out of should have knocked you out, but his hands. <laughs> that bankruptcy, but his hands. That divorce, his hands. Come on. That abuse in that relationship, his hands. The church hurt, his hands was on you. And because we're all in his hands, the scripture says, so the potter formed it, watch this, the potter formed it into another pot. Oh, watch. <laughs> I'm going to say that part again. Aren't you glad God didn't get rid of you? <laughs> God always have a purpose for you. Yeah, he, he knew you wasn't ready when you was running the street. He knew he, he couldn't use you then. Come on, talk to me. 
He knew he couldn't use you when you had that big head. He he knew he couldn't use you when you thought you was all that. So the pot that he that he started with, he had to keep his hands on you. So all the stuff you went through shaped and formed you into another pot. So when you look at your hands, <laughs> your hands look new. Same old hands. But when you looked at your feet, and your feet did too. You started running. You started shouting. You cried when nobody ain't bothering you. Same pot. He kept his hands on it. Through all of the defects, he smoothed it out. <laughs> See, that's why you always, you know, sometimes we, we talk to the Lord like, man, Lord, get me out of this. Get me. No, 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 no. He had to keep his hands on you like that. So all those marred and defective places, he can smooth out. And once he smoothed it out, now you are something of use. Look at what it said. The potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. See, don't get it twisted. You are where you are. Not because you came through, but because he brought you through. Mm. You are what you are, not because you came across the right people, but because his hands were on you. And because you are in his hands and because everything you are are in his hands, he guided you into who you need to connect to, what, where the resources were. Come on, talk back to me. Who the people were that you could talk to that to get you into what you're into now, that you are better, wiser, more knowledgeable, knowledgeable. Now you can be of use and you can be used by him for him. It says, shaping it as seemed best to him. It is only for the purpose of God why we are where we are today. Let me read this. Check it out. See, here's what happened with Judah. <laughs> Judah needed to repent soon or else the clay would harden the wrong way. Then it will be worth nothing and will be broken and destroyed. See, so many of us, so many of us Christians, we, we go through certain things and instead of allowing God to continue, watch this, to work on us, we jump off. And then we get hard and we break into pieces and we're done. If you ever watch the potter, here's what I love about the potter. If you ever watched a potter, he always puts water mm -hmm. on his hands or her hands, whoever the potter is. They always put water on their hands. Why? Because the water makes it easier. <laughs> For the clay to maneuver. Oh my God. And for the potter to shape the clay. See. And this is what God was trying to do with Israel. Watch this. But Israel got stiff necked. Read it. 
Read this chapter. I'm telling you. Can I read this one far? Israel got stiff neck. They said this. Watch this. Yet my people. Verse. This is verse uh, 15. Yet my people have forgotten me. There's some pots walking around. <laughs> There's some clay walking around. And forgot who made them. And that's why. Many of us. Cannot be used. Because instead of letting God go through the process and building a finished product, we got excited with the, uh, what, what's the part, the thing that you make, but it's not the finished product. It's just a test or something like that. It's not the real thing. It's just something that you started out with. So like a rough drive, it's not the end, but it's the beginning of something. And so many of us got excited with that and didn't want the finished product because it's the finished product that becomes useful. Amen. It's the finished product. That's why you think, y'all remember they, they used to show, show those commercials um, about those test dummies in them cars they had those crashes because those cars weren't nobody driving. They were using those cars for the finished product to see what they need to improve. Come on, talk back to me. And so when we go through stuff, it's not so that we can be finished. It's just that something has to improve about you. Because you're in his hands, right? He sees everything. He knows everything. And because he sees it and he knows it, some things happen. Some things come into your life. And instead of he taking you off the wheel, he just keeps you on the wheel and keeps you turning and shaping you and shaping you and shaping you until all of that stuff get out of you. What is not working for you, he molds it and shapes it to what he seemed deemed ready to be used. It's all in his hands. We are not con in control of the shaping. God is. And what we have to do is be receptive to his shaping. But for those who chose not to, uh, sits out and dries up and never goes through the process to be finished. Because once he finished the clay, watch this, once the potter is done with the pot, it goes through some other things. So the clay has to be heated a little bit and then it has to be sealed. Come on. And sometimes it's painted. Come on here. So that it can be used. And that's all God is trying to do with us. He just wants to use us. So yeah, sometimes it hurts a little bit when we're on the wheel. When those little defects, sometimes it don't feel good. But he's shaping us. Why? Because it's all in his hands. He don't want us to do like Israel. He don't want us to forget him. 
He don't want us to get up every morning and just go about our way thinking that everything is fine and dandy and we ain't said nothing to the Lord. He said, look at what this. Look at what it says. I promise you I ain't making it up. He said, yet my people have forgotten me. He said they burn incense to worthless idols. Watch this. There are so many people that's giving people the credit for doing things for them instead of them giving it to God. There are people praising people for the things they've done for them instead of giving the praise to God. There are people who are more excited about the government doing for them than they are about God and what God has already done for them. He said they burned incense to worthless idols which made them stumble in their ways. In the ancient paths, they made them walk in byways on roads not built up. In other words, they walk it on unstable foundation. See, when you're in his hands, there's stability there. When you're in his hands, there's shelter there. Come on, talk back to me. When you're in his hands, there's provision there. There's preservation there. He preserves you. He protects you. He heals you. He sets you free. There's liberty all in his hands. So Jeremiah, when he got to the point where he tried to tell them, kings, whomever it was, the lesson said they sought out to get rid of him. Why? Because he was telling them the truth. And the truth is, there is nothing you have that belonged to you. Where you are now is only because you're in his hands. There are people living as if God has done nothing for them. Come on, talk back to me. There are people who are in his hands that go about there every day as if God didn't wake them up, as if he didn't keep their family, come on, as he didn't teach, kept, keep them while they went and did all that they had to do. While being all in his hands, there are people who just went about their normal day and never said nothing to the Lord. So when Jeremiah. When his words and actions. Challenged the people. And their social behavior. He had. Openly spoken against kings and officials. Priests and prophets and scribes. And wise people. He wasn't afraid. But then he became a target. Can I say this? See, the potter's house wasn't just about the clay. It was about a lifestyle. It was about how you make it. Even being defected. Even being marred. How you make it was dependent upon being in his hands. 
and the children of Israel did not acknowledge him that way. But let me tell you something. That's why his hands are still on you. Because there's still more for you yet. While you're in his hands, there's still work for you. There's, a, there's still a purpose and a plan for you. So don't get excited and thinking that you're good. You're not good. You got to be like Paul. I have not apprehended. <laughs> I ain't arrived yet. I let go of the old stuff and I keep pressing forward. It's all in his hands. You don't have to worry about it. God got you. You don't have to stay up at night. God got you. You ain't got to write your politician, your mayor about God got you. I'm going to say this and I'm gone. If more people can recognize that this world belongs to God, if more people can understand that everything is in his hands, that's why we he keep he he said, if my people come on, we'll pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, come on here. The people, the people that he chose, these are those who know him, have a relationship with him, but still want to live in your type of way and still be all in his hands. And he still got you right there while you're doing all you want to do. He haven't thrown you away yet. It's all in his hands. And all you have to do is trust. See, the clay, I'm gone. Notice one thing about the clay when it's on the wheel. All the clay is doing is going around and around and around. The clay is not shaping itself. <laughs> Come on. See, a lot of us believe that the things that we're doing is based upon our own strength. No. The, the clay is only being shaped and molded by the potter. Now, if the potter takes his or her hands off the clay, then guess what happens to the clay? It just flies all over the place. And that's where we got everybody being taken by every wind and doctrine because they're just flying all over the place and they're not on the wheel. Is it... They forgot them. They start worshiping strange gods and stuff. And so the Lord wants you to remember who's in control. Not out of fear, but out of trust. Who's in control? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Those that dwell in the earth. Everything and everybody is all in his hands.
And if he has it in his hands, what are we doing? <laughs> when we put our hands in it, we start messing things up. That's why they, what's that old cliche? Too many cooks spoil the, 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 the dish or something like that. Amen. You don't need but one chef in the kitchen. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians, something like that. Please, I'm not being racial, I'm just saying. Everybody can't be an eye, everybody can't be a nose, everybody can't be a foot, everybody can't be something. Somebody got to be willing to follow and listen. It's all in his hands. We are all in his hands. And if we are in his hands, it will behoove us to follow his plan. Because it's that same hand that writes the beginning and the ending. <laughs> the alpha and the omega. He already wrote the plan. He knew you before you was born. You were already there. It's all in his hands. So I don't think COVID got the upper hand. Y'all ain't saying them back to me. Did not in our Bible say there's nothing new under the sun? God is not surprised by none of this. It's all in his hands. Amen.